0: You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts and Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Welcome to the VOR Radio Show. Welcome to our program. We are diving into something that I believe is impacting for your life. Really quickly, I want to let you know about our new things that are coming to the VOR Network, and that is the VOR Watchmen Report. That's going to be our show about prophecy news and prophetic word i think it's going to be very valuable we want to send our condolences to the robinson family the recent passing of pat robinson who started the christian broadcasting network you know what's going to happen these days there's going to be a rise of new media of new broadcast networks that are going to be bringing you news and things like never before And I believe that prophecy and revival are going to come together. Here's the thing. I want to go deeper into these current events, controversial, hot topics, uh, prophecy and news. But we have to have another platform to do that. So we can continue to keep training and equipping and producing uh, content that is conducive for raising up a revival generation, raising up performers. So that is why we are, we're launching this show. So pre- please keep us in prayer. You can find out how you can help us get the word out. Go to the VOR.net. All right, let's go back into our second part of what we talked about. Last time we talked on the transgender identity war. We were looking into it, seeing where it came from. What is the purpose that it's a whole crisis to destroy man's identity? especially children. Today we're going to talk about what does the LGBTQ flag represent. We're also going to talk about the alphabet people, why traditional marriage is under attack. We're going to talk about why are the children being indoctrinated? What is the solution? Is revival still possible? We're going to talk about that today and this and more on our new program, this is part two called the Transgender Identity War. This is a part of Hot Topics. Let me give you an ancient history lesson. In ancient Mesopotamia, where they worshiped many gods, it was a polytheistic culture. The most highly venerated deity was Inanna, also known as Ishtar, and in Greek, she was Aphrodite. It was said that these two deities merged together and she became known as the queen of heaven and was the goddess of sex war and justice she was also believed to have the ability to change a person's gender to turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man the cult of the queen of heaven in anna was androgony the androgony means where male and female attributes are merged together. It's the blurring or destroying the gender binary. Transgenderism, transvestism, eunuchs, and all of these were, according to them, all of these were sacred. And it was, in fact, said that these Androgonins were believed to be servants to the gods and goddesses. So this was a pagan goddess and stumbling block for the Israelites, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 17. Look what it says in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 17. Let's go to the modern English version. Let's see what it says. Seven seventeen. It says this. Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. And to pour out drink offerings to other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger? Says the Lord. Do do they not provoke themselves to the shame of their own faces? That was the queen of heaven. Now let's go to Jeremiah f forty four. Jeremiah forty four fifteen through twenty. It says this. Then all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to other gods, and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people who lived in the land of Egypt in Pathros answered Jeremiah saying, as for the Lord that you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we do not listen to you, but we will certainly do what we have vowed to burn incense to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings to her. As we have done, we and our father's our kings, our officials, and in the cities of Judah and in the cities and the streets of Jerusalem. Let's go to 2 Kings. Just giving you a little understanding of who this queen of heaven is because we're about to expose who this queen of heaven is. The Lord gives us revelation so we can understand. You see, it's not just an agenda that we're going up against. It's not just an ideology. This is a cult religion a mystery religion that has come back in our day and it's never changed sometimes people say well it's called cancel culture it's called the lgbtq it's the lgbtq community no this is a return back to paganism let's go to revelation i'm going to turn to revelation chapter 17 we're about to get into some meat here the great harlot and the beast. Let's look at Revelation chapter 17 and look what it says. Let's start in verse one. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters with whom the kings of the earth committed adultery and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her sexual immorality. Then he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on her scarlet beast, which was full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filth of her sexual immorality, and on her forehead was a name that was written, mystery babylon the great the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth and i saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of jesus i believe that this mystery is being revealed to us could this possibly represent a one world idol worshiping religious system When he talks about prostitutes, he's talking about the prostitution of spiritual things. This is paganism. And that's what what I'm seeing right now. The revival and resurrection of the pagan deity, goddess of transgenderism. The Bible calls her the harlot, mystery Babylon over kingdoms and people. Let's talk a little bit about this Pride Month. What is it all about? june has been recognized as the lgbtq or what they call the alphabet people pride month in honor of the stonewall riots in new york city you want to find out a little bit more about the stonewall riots it was uh it was a it was a tavern it was a bar that was predominantly homosexual and there were riots that happened and what took place is that because of this, the homosexual community rose up and wanted justice and they began to bring this movement together. The creator of what they call the rainbow flag is Gilbert Baker. He was an openly gay and drag queen. He designed the flag back in 1978 and he was encouraged by Senator Harvey Milk, an openly gay elected official supervisor of. From San Francisco and understand all this is coming from San Francisco. Baker saw flags as the most powerful symbol of pride. So the flag was created as a symbol of pride for the gay community. He produced it for the gay freedom parade on June 25th, 1978. As I was doing my research, I came to find out that Gilbert Baker chose the rainbow because he linked it to hope in the book of Genesis. And what it represents is not what the rainbow of Genesis is all about. In fact, the rainbow represents to the LGBTQ community is this is who we are and we're proud of it. After the assassination of Harvey Milk, the demand for the flag grew. Gilbert Baker needed to meet the demand and they had to drop colors before they had eight colors. Now, the flag today only has six stripes. So. He made this flag and each color, they represented something. Pink represented sex. Red was for life. Orange was for healing. Yellow was for sunlight. Green was for nature. Turquoise was for the arts. Indigo was for harmony and violet for sports. So he had all these colors because they represent something from the rainbow. But to meet the demands, they had to drop colors. They had to. So no longer was it. Eight, but it went to seven, and then from that, they went to six colors. Understand now the flag only has six stripes, removing the turquoise and pink. Six is the number of man, it's about identifying who I am openly gay, sexual diversity, and selfless pleasure, and a symbol of sexual love. God's rainbow has seven colors. God's rainbow. Is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So it's not really a rainbow flag. It's a multicolor flag. God's rainbow contains seven colors. Seven is God's number. Six is man. You see, Satan is always trying to imitate God. And he always falls short because he can only imitate. He cannot create it. It is God who created and put the rainbow in the sky to represent that he would never destroy mankind with a flood. It was a covenant representing God's promise for protection and mercy. The term gay changed meanings about 1960. I think it was about 1960 and 1970. It changed from being somebody who was carefree, happy, joyful to somebody who was homosexual. So the flag represents man, the number six. So it's an imitation. It's not the rainbow. The reality is this flag goes back to ancient times. The media and entertainment have been the preachers of this movement, especially in rock music. Satan planted this acceptance of cross-dressing and gender blending. This began to take root in the nation around 1960s. But gender bending goes back all the way to 1930 with Marlon Dietrich, who was one of Hollywood's earliest and figures. She embraced bisexuality and dressed up in men's clothes. Now it's become an acceptable lifestyle in Hollywood where actors and actresses have normalized it. Think about Tim Curry, who made that movie Rocky Horror Picture Story. It's considered a cult classic. Think about the fashion world that celebrates like drag queens, like RuPaul. His real name is RuPaul Andre Charles, gay drag queen. But he goes as RuPaul. He is a fighter for tolerance and education of LGBTQ. He's a prominent figure in the homosexual world. He has paved the way to make transgenderism acceptable. And in the fashion world, we have models who cross dress. Men wearing women's clothing and women wearing men's clothing. It needs to blur and take away the identity of who we're created to be. God created us in his image, male and female, that's in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. Music has been a big vocal for transgenderism. Think about men like Little Richard, who wore women's makeup and talked very feminine. These mannerisms were very feminine. Rock stars like Mick Jagger, David Bowie, and Iggy Pop. These guys started cross-dressing. They were bringing in this, this spirit of merging opposites. And that spirit has, through the music, that homosexual, sexual perverted spirit has been released through entertainment. Now in the sports world, where women are competing as men and men as women. What is the whole goal? Not only is it happening in sports, it's also happening in the military. Now transgenderism is welcome in the military. What is happening? The goal is to raise up a society of androgynous groups among the young. Like I said, let's talk about that. Why are they targeting the young? To draw children into the transgender movement. To question their identity, an article by Associated Press reports that three percent of teenagers now identify as a transgender or gender fluid TV shows that promote transgenderism, LGBTQ movies, especially in June, that promote their culture. You see, this is where young men are becoming more feminine. You see it. You see it now. Where, where young men now are trying to be like, like, like a woman carrying purses, wearing makeup, and young women who want to dress and look like a boy. That is the goal to turn an entire generation to make acceptable for this merging of opposites. The education in public schools are educating children through books to guide them in accepting this lifestyle as normal. And it goes into the medical field, even the medical field, even the medical industry. The ancient symbol of the medical industry is the caduceus. It's two snakes intertwined together with a branch representing the merging of opposites, male and female. It's a wand of transformative power, according to the ancient Greek and Roman mythology. And that is why it's the doctors who are doing this hormone therapy and sex change surgeries. This is the spirit of the age. It's called the zeitgeist. This is nothing new. It's the spirit of the age, the zeitgeist. In ancient times, it was pagan nations that celebrated with pride, sexual perversion. They held pride parades like celebrations to their goddess. And it has permeated into American society from entertainment, sports, and even the military. Let me say this. Not all those practicing transgenderism or gender bending are practicing devil worship or understand this agenda. But they believe that they have have arrived at that by other reasons. The whole point here is we want to make you aware that the entire push towards transgenderism is one step away from the father of lies, making his appearance to worship him. And we're going to get into that into the VOR Watchman report in detail. But what do we do? We need to pray for those who are caught up in this deception, that the eyes would be open and turned away from their wickedness and turn to God. Look what it says. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four says, in whom the God of this world, Have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, should shine unto them. It's about identity. What image are you made in? Lucifer, Satan, wants to steal and rob their identity so they will accept the mark of the beast. Oh, man, I'm getting into something pretty topic there. But it's also affecting our churches and denominations, it's the blending and mixing of religions. Think of the interfaith movement. This is called syncretism, where we are blending religion and practices, and we're combining religious orders, ethnic groups, nationalities and everything into this mixture. And all of this is creating a one world religion, one move towards one world. One currency, one government, one religion, one leader. This is the new world order. The Bible talks about that we're called to not mix, to discern, not to mix the holy with the profane. This is happening also in our music where we're seeing music becoming more cross pollinating with other genres. It's no longer sounds like the original, just like you cross pollinate fruit. Here's the problem. Look what the word of God says. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine says, let me go to a different version. Sometimes we need to go to a more modern trans translation so we can understand this a little bit better. Let's go to it's a second. First Corinthians six, nine. Look, this is talking about the principles of marriage. I'm going to read it from the new King James. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the spirit of our God. Let's go ahead and understand this. Because I have another part to come into as we're going to talk about how this has affected the church and what is our response to it. They're after the identity. It's all, like I said in the first program, it's about to corrupt the identity of man. So it, it will be easy to accept the mark of the beast. And this mystery religion has come full circle. This mystery Babylon It is now this new age, this goddess, this worship of sex. That is what it's all about. That's what they worship, and that's what they revered. It is nothing new. It was the same problems that they were having in ancient times. It's the same ancient spirits, the same demonic doctrines of devils that are permeating our society today. When a nation turns away from God, it turns to other idols, it it turns away from God and it starts worshiping other idols. That's called idolatry. And that is what brings judgment upon the nation when we turn from God. But the Lord is sending a clarion call. He is calling us to sound the alarm and tell us even those that God is going to use to get out of this lifestyle. And that's what I'm going to talk about in the next program, that there is a war against those who are being called out. There's ministries that are raising up that used to be in the transgender movement, but now they've been saved. They got set free. They got delivered. And now they're blowing the whistle and they're also calling others to Christ. And there is a war. That's why I'm calling it the transgender identity war. But God is not giving us a spirit of fear. It's time to rise up. It's time to speak up. It's time to do what's right. We cannot be silent anymore. We have to speak up. The reason why we're in this predicament, because we were silent in the first place. When all of these laws were being passed, the church just remained silent. We cannot stay silent anymore. If you want your voice to be shut up, then you're going to allow the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of this ungodly age is trying to shut you up. But God is going to send his roar and he's going to awaken and raise up the voices of God's people to speak up. This is about our children. You're not going to mess with our children. Our children are the future. And the devil knows he wants to get our children so he can indoctrinate them into his false religion, into his worship. We need to know where we're at right now in history so that we can pray against this perversion. Let me just say this we don't hate the alphabet people. You know, they keep on adding more letters. It used to be just the LGBTQ movement. Now they're adding more letters. After a while, they're just going to create their own religion because that's where it's heading to. But we don't hate them. We love them in Christ, but we do not condone their lifestyle. We cannot accept their lifestyle because if we are children of God and the word of God condemns it, then we must stand up for truth and understand that they can be set free. They can be delivered. And this generation, and that is why we need the ministry of deliverance, because many need to be delivered. This young generation is demonized, but they have allowed this a spirit of influence to come into their lives to influence them. And they need it to be cast out. So we need these revivals. I'm coming back to talk to you about my heart, about the VOR revival crusades that I feel in my spirit that we need to do. We need revival of returning back to purity, to the word of God, to the truth. Truth has fallen in the streets, and we must pick it up. We must declare it. We must raise up our voice and speak the truth in love. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to bring your, this message, Lord. This is not an easy message, and most pastors and most leaders do not even want to touch this subject. It is too controversial. It is too touchy. Some don't want to be known as a homophobic or a racist or someone who's against them not being loved, but that is not it, Father. You're raising up us to be strong and bold, Father, and I'm praying for a revival, God. I'm praying for a revival, and I'm praying for that our children that will be rescued, Father, from this perversion, from this spirit of this spirit of lawlessness, this spirit of antichrist, This spirit that is trying to destroy our generation, our children, we will not stand for it. We will rise up. We will speak the truth. We declare the word of God and we will see this generation set free in Jesus name. I speak right now for those who are listening who may be dealing with transgenderism, homosexuality, any of these things, Lord, uh, lesbianism, bisexual, queer. Lord, I pray, Father, that through this message, maybe there's somebody that's listening right now. You're dealing with these issues right now. And I'm going to tell you, there is a way out. There is an answer. And his name is Jesus Christ. He loves you. He wants to give you freedom. He wants to set you free from the torment and from and just the confusion. This is what it is. It's confusion. And he wants to give you your identity. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Father, for your spirit to touch them right now. In Jesus' precious name, I thank you, Father. You said that you will purify us and cleanse us by your blood, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony. Oh, Father, I praise you right now. I feel your presence in the studio. This is a powerful message, Lord, and may it go viral in your name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to the VOR radio show. I got one more show I think I'm doing on this, and we're going to talk about what the church can do and what the church must do to be a voice. We got to be a voice. We got to stand up and raise our voice, and we must do it with truth, and we must do it with love. So if you want to find out more about our show, go to the VOR.net, find out about our broadcasts, Find out about how you can be a part of becoming a voice of revival in your generation. And also, we are on Thursdays on I Call You Blessed Radio, Thursdays 10 a.m. and 8 p.m., and Sundays at 1 p.m. And you can catch us there every Thursday. I'm so grateful for I Call You Blessed Radio, who allows our program to go on the air. Plus, keep us in prayer about the voice of revival in Spanish, La Voz de Avivamiento our new news and prophecy program, the VOR Watchman Report, because we're going to go into issues like this deeper. And until then, this is Isaac with the VOR, the Voice of Revival, saying, will you be a Voice of Revival for your generation? We're coming back again. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.